Are you tired of not paying for your favorite product? Patreon.com slash Cast. What's a Patreon, you say? It's a website where fans can support their favorite content creators. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. 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 <laughs> this is only if you got the money. We got koozies. We got custom obituaries. We got stickers. We have movie commentaries that you download and watch with said movie. It's like you have friends in the room. What if I don't like history? You're wrong. You love history. How much money can I give? Anything will help. We like doing the show. We're going to do it anyway. Mike's losing us money at every corner. Roast Mortem Cast is here to help you take a load off that wallet. It's all been arranged just for us to get your money. I'm telling you that you need to give money to Roast Mortem Podcast so we can do it even better. Are you tired of exploiting these four men? Or you could even sponsor. You got a stupid-ass business? I'd love to talk about your business. Point to point. I'm too busy to read. Where can I find this podcast? So call today at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. That's R-O-A-S-T-M-O-R-T-E-M-C-A-S-T at patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Yeah, if you want to buy me a beer, that's cool, too, you know. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hello, and welcome to Roast Water, where the only limit to the adventure is your imagination. I am Lieutenant Colonel Tomato Dentington Shire, Esquire. That's a bird. I'm Travis. (laughs) I am not in the military or feathered. I am your Cody for the evening. And I'm Mike. I'm really bringing the education forth this episode. Yeah, I like that. That's that's very good. What is, just what is that? Just gen, gentleman English? Yeah, it's at, it's Attenborough Corps. Yeah, there it's we new go. Music. <laughs> you know, you know that the dead Attenborough was definitely friends with Jeffrey Epstein. He was he had two kinds of a face when he was in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and he also you. How do you think that fly or whatever the fuck it was in the amber? How do you think he got caught in the amber? He just made the amber. Attenborough juice. Attenborough juice. All right. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Well, how's your weeks, Tom? Uh, it was good. Uh, we're recording this Halloween week, so um, post-Halloween party. Uh, I was very sexy this week as a handsome devil. Was, and... Is that why nice. you're drinking a V8? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's got, like, salt in it, and it's also soup, but cold. It's, it's gazpacho. I like, the, I like that shit. Yeah, gazpacho. It's gazpacho for the everyman. Um, so yeah, I had a good time, uh, Halloweening. It was a long weekend. Yeah. Um, I saw I- your balls in the picture. <laughs> you know, we're very exposed. That, that's dude. behind a paywall. With commando? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a morph suit. So, look, I know, I know. It's a lot for, for people to take in. But yeah. we live in we live in the day where people buy their Halloween costumes. They don't have any imagination. Oh, I'm Iron Man. Oh, I'm Batman. Oh, That's I'm an all fine. T Rex. But, but maybe let's uh, have a little more fun. Maybe let's tell each other a story with our bodies. Tom, <laughs> you told the story. It was, uh, it was a lot of lot of lumps. Yeah, tale of two cities. <laughs> it was a good weekend. Nice. Tom, how or uh, Mike? How's your lumps? 
That's good. I uh, went to Six Flags this week. It was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. I saw that yeah, in your feed. I went at night. It was pretty fucking scary. Do you get spooked? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, they had like uh, all these like characters walking around just scaring people randomly and shit. Like, do they work for the park? Oh yeah, they're like walking around oh, with like, okay. chainsaws and shit, like running. Oh, around. Was it like nice? Did you let out a little spooky dookie? Yeah, screaming a little bit. Yeah, shard in my pants. Like so you like you used to like saw the Bugs Bunny and nah, the Animation and Elma Fub. Why are you <laughs> Why are you talking guys. like that? Yeah, what's going That's on? That's how they do it at Six Flags. The guy, the you know, the guy who danced. I just had someone come to me to and the scream at me. That's all that happened. That's a guy yelling Wait. at you. He's like, ah, I'm like, oh shit, dude, fuck. Just like, ah, oh, shit. Didn't you? Uh, weren't you on a Pizza Hut commercial? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> this acting gig must suck. Oh man, it was fun. Crotus. I, I, I was I was the lame guy that handed out uh, candy. But like, I just I'm an old fucking curmudgeon man, and like there, there's, like you gotta wear a fucking costume. Like there's this one kid that just showed up just in fucking jorts and like Converse. I was like, trick or treat. He's a Hawaiian uh, kid just... for Halloween. No, you <laughs> can't do that in fucking, Hawaii. He was a fucking Howley guy. I, I threw his candy over his head into the bushes, and I was like, yeah, go get it. That's why you gotta have onions as well as candy. Oh, like candied onions. You just no, just put onions in his bag. I want to ladle, like, soup into, like, someone's, like, bag. <laughs> the traditional uh, Halloween treat of Hawaii is kind of like a nerd's rope, but it's uh, it's made at home. It's a pre-rolled spam brick <laughs> in nerds, right? Yeah. <laughs> With and ants it, it, in it. It, yeah. it falls out the exact same way it goes into your body. <laughs> I tell you, these, tri- these trick-or-treaters are rough, man. There was a kid who came up when I was here, and uh, he was probably about 18, and uh, he had no <laughs> costume on. And he looked like he could have beat me up real easily. I told him, "Yeah, take a few." And he took the bucket, <laughs> and I couldn't oh, stop him. <laughs> that's a that's a pet peeve of mine. I yeah. feel like kids are just weak nowadays. There's yeah, no dude. more egging. Yeah. There's no more TPing. There's no. I, I that refuse shit. to hand out candy before it's dark out. You got to take a lap and come back when the sun's down. Well, the, <laughs> the kids are weak because the the adults are weak. If you throw an egg at a at someone's house, a 45-year-old's house who works at a desk job, you're probably going to bruise them. And then they will sue <laughs> the parents of that child. It's not yeah, the right? kids that are weak. It's the adults. Yeah, it's true. I used people to, need to uh, TP more. I used to just break people's pumpkins on their lawns and shit when I was a kid. That's a little Rock mean, dog. I feel, though. That was fun. It's not like they're going to keep them. Yeah. yeah just, you're doing them a We like uh, take them and just throw them in the street. Like, we throw them up in the air and they would explode. Or hit them with a baseball bat. <laughs> Smoke weed on top of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like last year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Travis, what about your uh, Portland Halloween experience? Tell us. Dude, I I was a lame boy. I didn't even do anything for Halloween. I put together Ikea furniture. Nice. That's not even scary. I live, Well, no, it was scary because I sweat all over the furniture I was building. I was rolling around like a pig. I live in an apartment, so there's no candy given out. And I was like, yo, dude, I'm putting together Ikea furniture. Whatever. Shut up. I love Halloween, but this Halloween is Ikea. Brought to you by Ikea. Let me let Ooh. me ask you this, Travis. If you did get a trick-or-treat in your apartment, what would you scramble to give them? I have some dried beans. 
<laughs> I'd probably give him some dried beans. You wouldn't want to hand hand out maybe a foot or two of that uh, that pornography film. Maybe maybe staple that kids. to their costume. <laughs> yeah. Just cut the reel up. That that reel could go a long way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd be like, hey, you got an eight millimeter projector? Yeah. Don't tell your parents about this. <laughs> Hold it up to the light. Here's about 36 frames of raw, hairy action. <laughs> Thanks, mister. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, th- so that's Halloween. Um, I don't know. We have a, a lot of listeners who probably did a lot of fun stuff for Halloween. So if anyone wants to reach out and tell us what they did so we can make fun of it, go for it. Yeah. 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 We'll do that. We'll, do, we'll yeah. get in there. So let's um, let's get on with the episode. All right, I like this. Who's on my Strength. dick tonight? <laughs> on <laughs> Travis's dick, a.k.a. our mortician slab tonight, we have a man that goes by the name of Sir Basil Zaharov. That man uh, is ooh. not on my dick. He's not on my dick. What are you talking about? Sir Basil Zaharov. And I want you guys to think of this gentleman as the Billy Mays of World War I war machines. You see this chlorine? It's going to do wonders on your eyes. It's going to do yeah. wonders in your... The mustard's going to go into your lungs. You're going to turn into a mustard man. Well, clean the mustard out with fucking OxyClean. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a lot of that. I I, I guess you're probably going to talk about this during this, but World War One. Um, We're calling it the Great War just to be in the mood. The Great War. The Great okay. War. The, the violence that happened there. Oh, like no one knew what they they were doing. There was Dude, no we're rules. Gonna talk about yeah, right. We're gonna we're 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 gonna, we're gonna do like a little thought exercise. I'm gonna be Mrs. Frizzle. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick all you fuckers into the magic school bus, and I'm just gonna put it in uh, drive. Make Shook. me small, redhead lady. I'm sitting in the back. <laughs> yeah, smoking the doobie. Excuse me, CBD. Mike's getting a beach in the back of the bus. <laughs> Pay attention to teacher now. She's speaking through her cleavage. And a lizard. Mm. Oh yeah, she had a lizard. She had a fucking lizard. Yeah, it was a panther chameleon. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. Well, so, no, it wasn't. I'm totally fucking lying. That was not oh, okay. a panther chameleon. I don't even know if panther con- chameleon is a real thing. They exist. I'm totally cutting this out. It was <laughs> a commando lizard. It's a teeth commando are poison. Lizard. It was a kumquat. Its teeth are poison. So if you kill it and swallow its teeth, you will die, Travis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sir Basil Zaharov. He was described as the merchant of death, the mystery man of Europe, and to his inner circles he went by the name ZZ. And that's what we're gonna call him tonight. ZZ. ZZ. He would type it he would type it with just two Z's because British British folk just call instead of Z they call it Zeds. Wait, he was ZZ top? Yep. He was ZZ bottom. Oh my god. Well, I guess we're gonna have to imagine him like Billy Gibson's or whatever. Uh-huh. Gibbons. Gibbons's long beard. Think of that. Yeah. Uh it's a zebra. 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 Mm. Alright. In the adventures of Tintin, he's parodied as the weapons dealer Basil Bazarov. Oh sells- shit! You doing Tintin? <laughs> no. Oh we're doing what? We're doing someone that inspired a character, a bad guy in Tintin. I love he was also <laughs> No one cares. He was also, he was also the inspiration of supervillain Ernst Blofeld of the 007 universe. And he's partially inspired Mr. Thatcher, uh, the antagonist of Citizen Kane. It's mostly inspired by uh, Hearst, but there's also uh, 
Basil Zaharov in there. Nice. Uh, Zaharov would have the contemporary fanboy in uh, Anton LaVey, a.k.a. the Church of Satan founder. And Basil Zaharov even has a dedication in the Satanic Bible. Oh, cool. He's that type of gentleman. Anton LaVey is a giant fucking pussy, and I can't (laughs) wait to talk about him. Uh, That's going to be a big one. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think he has some of the most punctual facial hair. It's, yeah, it's always there. It's always there. It's always ready oh, for Satan. It's never behind his face. Author Osbert Sitwell describes him as such. The beaky face, the hooded eye, the wrinkled neck, the impression of physical power and the capacity to wait. And once I heard him introduce himself to a millionaire friend with the startling phrase, I am Sir Basil Zaharoff. I have 16 millions. 16 millions? 16 millions. So he went to a millionaire. He's like, I have 16 millions. Oh, I love it. That's like the mousetrap when the guy's bidding on the house. Five millions. (laughs) Love that scene. Dude, did he have rats in his millions? No, he did not. Did he have Nathan Lane swimming around in his money? (laughs) He did not have the luxury of Nathan Lane uh, steeping his (laughs) testicles in money. How did he get this money? We're going to take that trip right now, Mike. Born as Basileos Zacharias, Greek name, October 6th, 1849, in Mugla, Turkey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Mugla right, but I don't see how I can get that wrong. It's Turkey. No one cares for it. Yeah, it's Turkey. He was the son of an essential oil salesman. Mm. His family uh, russified their last name to Zaharov when they transplanted to Russia. They were laying low from some anti-Greek uh, sentiments going around at the time. Don't, we're Russian. Don't worry about it. Leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> Leave us alone, please. We're yeah, Russian now. The Turkish and Greek people, they really don't like each other at all. It's a, it's a lot but of fun. But they're so similar. I, I, I don't want to sound racist, but it's just like, dude, you're like weird cousins. Dude, Stop give fighting. me a kebab. Give me a gyro. No difference. Please, yeah. They're the same thing. You're absolutely right. That's not racism. That's just calling it for what it is, dude. It's like when Jersey and Long Islanders fight. Yeah, exactly. Like, who's got the better <laughs> yeah. bagels? It's like, it all comes from the oh. same place. It's all in the water. But, um, you know, my, my buddy's Greek supermarket, they had a bunch of Greeks that would go shop there, and they hired a Turkish butcher, and all those Greeks that shopped there stopped going. And this was, <laughs> Holy this was in the mid-2000s. Wow. Yeah. Was it, yeah. was it Salt right. Bay? Did he go back to Turkey and drop that salt on it? No, it wasn't. Let's just call him Salt Bay. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> And like I said earlier, he's known to his inner circle as ZZ. So his family, his uh, close colleagues, his friends would just call him ZZ. Uh, the family early on moved to that good old place, Constantinople. Istanbul? There, Istanbul, yes. Okay. And he started there. Uh, he started childhood work as a tour guide, just taking people around like, oh, here's this place, here's this place. Uh, he would also learn he uh, would make more money if he took the tour tourists down like the quote unquote red light district of Istanbul. He would see a uh. spike in his paycheck when he did that. So he was like, maybe I should do that more. Yeah, instead of going to the Hagia Sophia, let's go to the Tugga Sophia. <laughs> <It's> got a <laughs> dung. <laughs> and he's seven right now. And for whatever reason, this is a seven-year-old. He's either cautious or paranoid, however you want to look at it. He's he's always got a loaded re- revolver in his waist belt. Wow. <laughs> he's just like, I'm seven. I need this for reasons eight. and stuff. Do they have the Second Amendment in Turkey? Uh, it's not say, important. Yes. 
they don't even need it at this point. It's called right. the Donner Kebab Amendment. Is that a Donner <laughs> Kebab or is that a revolver? <laughs> I'm just happy to see you, Travis. <laughs> um, after he, uh, after his childhood days of working as a tour guide, he moved on to a higher calling. He started working for the Istanbul Firefighting Brigade as an arsonist. What? Oh. Starfires? Yes, Mike. You might be thinking, what the fuck is going on here? But Istanbul firefighters were, quote-unquote, paid by the gig. Uh, and they uh, also doubled as the salvage crew that earned a percent commission of stuff they pulled out of the fire for the fire victims. Oh, so that's kind of like job. New York back in the day. Yes, the, listen to the Boss Tweet episode. Yeah, And also, if you start salvaging before the fire starts... It's going to look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you show up before <laughs> yeah, the fire right. starts... Hey, we can take it all my fucking furniture. Oh, trust oh, me, shit. you're gonna want us to do this. <laughs> I I met a uh, a firefighter one time, and he said that he went to a fire uh, like a uh, a call at a brothel, and there was all these drugs and a lot of money out on the table. But as a firefighter, you can't like report, you can't snitch to the police, but you can take. So he was no like, "This looking. is an illegal operation." He was just he just like took a bunch of drugs. And a bunch of like monies. It burned up. Yeah, yeah it burned Travis, up. I I hate to say this. I feel like that fireman was made up. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He wasn't made up. The first thing I have uh, every house fire I've ever been in, um, and I had lots of drugs and cold hard cash on the table. That's the first thing I get. Um, and then I get my loved ones. No, these this is a fucked up brothel, dude. There's no loved ones. They're just mistakes. Well, what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, could be true. Maybe a, maybe it's a roast mortem a possible fact is what I'm saying. I believe right. Travis. Thanks. I mean, Mike. it's roast mortem. They're all possible facts. Uh, ZZ would presumably case a few houses. He'd ballpark which of them had the most valuables because that would make the salvage operation on the tail end more profitable. You know what I mean? Like 7% of a richer house is worth more than 7% of a, you know run-of-the-mill house and he would report to the fire brigade tell them i'm gonna torch this fucker be there at this time and then do it and then you know zed zed would get his cut after the dust settled or the ashes were stomped out and they didn't tell the people inside that they were gonna do that he just would just like do it no mike because it's illegal <laughs> that's fu that's pretty fucking shitty knock knock excuse me i'm going to burn your house down you well, what's good for you Oh, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I got it's my job. I got to do this. You know, explain yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. Collect your fezes and come outside. <laughs> so there you have it, Zed Zed working as a off the books arsonist for the actual firefighters of Istanbul, and this is where ZZ learns being a corrupt little slime ball in an exploitable system pays the fuck off because he would make bank. Eighteen mm. seventies rolls around. He's in his like early adulthood. I think he's 20s, early 20s, and he's getting into the important export business, namely trade between London and Istanbul. Uh, funny thing, his bookkeeping at one point was a little off. The quantities were a little dodgy. Uh, some rules were bypassed that maybe should not have. Uh, ZZ probably skimming off the top, as your usual greaseball does. Uh, London demanded ZZ make an appearance in person, like get all the way fucking here to London, and you answer for these discrepancies that look really bad. ZZ's Istanbul superiors are just like, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with this internally. 
We got this, London. As you we'll, do. We'll, we'll, we'll punish this guy. That yeah. sounds like a porn I watched. We'll deal with this internally. We'll punish um, this guy. Hmm. <laughs> ZZ's punishment was a 100-pound fine, and he was made to promise to keep within Istanbul jurisdiction. Immediately after paying the 100 pounds, he fleed and turned tail to Athens. So, think about going from Jersey to Long Island. Okay. I've, I've done it. <laughs> What's your favorite place in Jersey? Long Island. Six Flags. Six Flags. You're right, Mike. Yay! There you go. I like Seaside Heights, the shore. That's kind of like Athens, Athens, right? Oh, medieval they have times. Built like gods over there, you know. Medieval times. Medieval, medieval times. times. That's it. That's the one. Can't be beat. That's a good place too. Yeah, we're gonna we gotta go there. Be a good turkey leg. We get all the mutton. Shit. I like mutton. Yeah. During his time in Athens, ZZ meets a man called Scalutus. Oh. And I, I want you to think of Scalutus as the generic Greek bigwig. He's a writer. He's a banker. He's a diplomat. He even goes on to become prime minister one day. Wow. Oh, he's, he's scalooting around? He's scalooting scalooting yeah, he's, he's made scalooting right? He, he, like olives, is made of 70% olive oil. Just like all Greeks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do you think they Scalo- get so hairy? It's all the the olive oil they spread on their chest. <laughs> so you mean they could avoid that if they just did less things? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that the olive oil is very good. It's exfoliating and it helps the roots of your hair. The follicles your get strong. Follicles, I, yeah. I do have a bit of jealousy with the amount of hair I've seen on some Greek men. I'd love to have a bit more on my <laughs> body. You know, I want too much to take care of. I want to have like a black Jacobean ruff coming out of my t-shirts. <laughs> I would, I would love to see you look like you have a donut on your head, and I'm talking about the uh, spare tire, just like. <laughs> Travis, what happened? Nothing. I'm just not wearing a collared shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been maimed? No. Different shirt. Laundry day. Why are you so sweaty? Oops, I forgot. You are always very sweaty. <laughs> oh, I just happened to roll around in the olive oil. <laughs> it got in my anus. Scalutus is the guy that knows everyone worth knowing. And importantly, right now, Scalutus knows ZZ. And Scalutus also knows a, uh, a Swedish gun manufacturer who's about to retire from his post. And to fill this vacancy, he refers his boy ZZ for the job. So this Swedish gun manufacturer is called Torsten Nordenfeldt. Oh, Torsten Nordenfeldt. Torsten Nordenfeldt, and their guns required an Allen key to assemble. Oh, cool. That's uh, it. So, I mean, the guy, he's been setting fires and bringing fucking old horny tourists to the red light district since he was seven. He could definitely figure out how to use an Allen key. Well, yeah, yeah. it's oh, funny. Yeah. Like, am I an arms dealer? I just put together a the Swedish desk Alex over That's here with an Allen key. Man. <laughs> From Ikea. One day you will be successful and you will be known for selling shoddy, shoddy guns. <laughs> they worked. Nordenfeld guns worked, but this is how your boy ZZ gets his shitty foot in the arms dealing game. It, it, it wasn't like he had experience. It's not like he went to school. It's literally he knew the right guy and got like a big wig friend referral to get him in the door. So it was, it was just pretty much jizzed into his smelly lap just without any background in it. Today, like every job that's worth over $500,000 a year is acquired yep. the same way. Yeah, I know Dad so. or yeah. friend. Dad yeah, or dad's yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. 
And this, and he gets hired in uh, 1887. 18, 1877, excuse me, dyslexia kicked in. I remember that year. That was um, a good year. My friend Jebediah got lost for 17 days, came out with two babies. <laughs> and no woman. <laughs> Unexplainable. So before we get into his uh, arms-dealing fuckery, I just want you to know it's not his only fuckery. There's some baby fuckeries afoot. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Baby fuckery? Not not baby. He's uh, okay. got like minor con artistry gigs that don't involve weapons. Okay. Uh, and by at, at this point in time, he's all over the map. It's kind of like an Istanbul mindset that you can't succeed before you travel, and like it, it, it's kind of a society thing. So he's like, I got to move if I want to be successful. And he's doing that right now. I that thought time. you were going in big swing and dick and, and saying that uh, anyone from Istanbul had to be a con artist. No. No, like, I'm not saying like, that. It's a, it's a city of 10,000 thieves and 20 wives. And they're all just hanging on, stealing croutons from each other. That would be a very bold claim that what? I'm not making. Where, are, where there are people, there is fuckery. That's true. They can't even no make up, they can't no even make the, up the name of their own city. It's changed names all the time. It's kind of shifty eye. Whenever I think of Constantinople, I'm like, it's a guy, right? And he's, and like, just, well, he's looking yeah. this way. He's looking that way. I might be Istanbul today. Might be Constantinople next day. Doesn't Who matter? knows? It shit happens. You know what doesn't change? The ladies. Mm. Nope. Oh. Or something. I don't know. Uh, they stay maybe the they do change, actually. They get older. They're people, too. <laughs> so Istanbul society <laughs> thinks... If you if you want if you want to be a successful fucker, you got to travel, you got to sightsee, you got to you got to expose your gills to the world. To be an entrepreneur. And yeah, that, that's the first step of entrepreneurship. I fucking hate that word. Is like you get out there and you see things. Cody, so he's all over the map. Cody, yeah. that was a really weird analogy. Expose your gills to the world because don't I fish made that just, up right then? Because don't, don't fish just swim around in water and don't go in the world. Yeah, I don't know any billionaire <laughs> fish. That's a good point. They can't go uh, in the world because they got stupid ass gills. Get the mouth and learn how to do this. <gasps> <laughs> it's easy. Well, they're not so going to get easy. lung cancer because they got gills instead. It's easy to become an entrepreneur if you can find a, a whole field of things that your entire species doesn't understand. Because that's really filling a need. You the know? First oh, yeah. The, the first organism to walk on land was just like, I'm rich. I can fucking do it. I can fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> and the rest of the assholes are like, what are you doing? And the guys up there like, Henry Ford said, if we let the people decide, they would just ask for more horses. <laughs> baking in the sun. But he was right. That fucking first animal was right. Uh, Jesus Christ. Nice tangent, boys. ZZ, uh, all over the map because it's, part of his job as an Istanbul guy to see things. He's in Ireland, and he's trafficking Irish girls to work in American factories for a cut. So yeah, he's like some kind of headhunter recruiting thing. Uh, he's probably targeting women or little girls just because the factory has to pay them less on American soil. And while he's in America, he does this thing, he does this shitty thing where he impersonates royalty to uh, bang rich girls. Awesome. Nice. Dude, that's like, not like shitty. Like the from Dunstan checks in. <laughs> oh yeah, his uh, his alias was uh, Prince Zakharov. So like, oh, I'm, I'm glad to see there's a syllable change in there. Good job. No one will find you. Yeah, no, no one's gonna double check Zakharov. So Dude, how Zak could they double check? They even have phone books. Oh yes, you are the Prince Zakharov. I am from a tiny town in New England. You just gave me girls. 
<laughs> well, Travis, he was found out and pointed out as a fraud. And oh, really? To escape. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. He was found out. He was like, that's a fraud. Get him out of there. And he had to go into hiding. Where? And, in Canada? Uh, oh, it, was, it was literally across America. Oh, what, what did his diner's club card get declined? <laughs> Wait, across America? He went out west? Not, well, America as it was today. He probably, like, to New Jersey. Towards, yeah. He probably saw New Jersey and was like, oh, this is not good, and, like, uh, turned <laughs> this around. This is not good. <laughs> There's only one place that's safe in the world. It's Dave and Buster's in New Jersey. They have air conditioning, at least. And that, so, that that's actually the uh, current site of the finest Fuddruckers in all the East Coast. Check out Six Flags, too. <laughs> I'm get a sponsorship from Mike, that. you got you got to wait for the sponsor before you plug it, Mike. That's how we do it. So after limited success with these petty con artist gimmicks, he really buckles down into the arms dealing game mid 1880s. And truth be told, this is the perfect time for some fuck as unscrupulous as ZZ to be a weapons dealer. Everyone is pre World War One pissy right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a tense time. It was it was very tense. The Balkans are like, we hate everything. Yeah, I mean the Balkans. The Balkans are like, hey, guess what, Sarajevo? I don't like it, (laughs) not one bit. I don't like you. I don't like it. What's the hand, dude? What hands? (laughs) You got hamburger helper hands, Tom. (laughs) What? I just noticed that. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, these. Oh, these hands. Yes. Yeah, that'll confuse people. Yeah. Not privy to the visual. Well, maybe this is a YouTube clip waiting to happen. Dude, are you doing ASMR like with Chris your hands? Angel, Tom. Look at this. The magic is inside of you, people. <laughs> Get away from me. Look at this. Look at this pump. Mind frame. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no more hands. All right. Sorry. I had to. No worries. Thank you for Get the levity those. break. But we're talking about fucking war here. Cool. Yeah. Everyone's pissed off. The Balkans are pissed off. The Greeks are pissed off. The Ottomans are pissed off. And it's not like they're just pissed off. They're pissed off and they're hungry. So they want someone dead and they also want a sandwich. So if someone's like, I can give you a job making things to get the sandwich and you could use the things we make to make those guys dead. It's a win-win, okay, right? Yeah. Wait, are we talking about the assassination of Franz Ferdinand? Not yet. We're not there okay, yet. Because he We're died about... over a sandwich. <laughs> well, he died. He died yeah, post sandwich. <laughs> yeah. the, the the onion and tobacco sandwich. Oh, yes, you can remember uh, from whatever episode. Um, I I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this episode, you either a have just found this podcast and haven't heard that Welcome. episode, or b are a diehard fan and have listened to every single episode several times, and you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, it's when the world changed. Onions and tobacco. Right. <laughs> or the assassination of Archduke yeah, Freddie okay so everyone's pissy everyone's hungry so if some stranger from a far off land came to your village your country your city and was just like how about I set up a, a, a gun shop a guns factory a milling plant you'd be like it's not too bad I might get a job there well, yeah, welcome yeah. sit down make so. yourself at home yeah bring jobs yeah, yeah. Right, why not so the, the main pissy people right now, the vulnerable people, are Bosnia, Bulgaria, Croatia, Kosovo, Macedonia, Montenegro, Serbia, Slovenia, Turkey, Russia, and they're all just being fucky to each other, and they're also a little hungry. And this is like the chili pot that's stirring up to be the Great War, as we will know it. Is your dick mm. in it, Cody? 
Vicky's in the chili pot, just giving it a little <laughs> stir. Ooh, how'd you and, do uh, that, dude? Huh. You just, you, you just, you just, you just make your mouth wet. No, that was not things. Foley. You just did something with your nether region. <laughs> don't, don't tell, don't tell people. Um, so ZZ peddled weapons of death to these various nations. It was like some pre-colonial shit. Uh, on a, and it's just both sides of conflicts. He's like, you want this? You're gonna get this. Like, you want this? You have the money? I'll find you. Don't worry. And it's there's there's no scruples. There's no allegiance here. It's just. A guy that can easily sleep at night selling weapons of mass destruction to other people. Someone's gonna do it. What what are these weapons of mass destruction, you may ask? Machine guns. Yes. Namely, the Maxim gun. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a quish quish? A quick (laughs) crash course into what a Maxim gun is. Has it got titties on it? It's it's got no titties on it. It, uh, There might have been piss on it though. Okay. It's worth asking. Yeah. Uh, the Maxim machine gun. This monster was belt-fed and water-cooled. Sometimes urine-cooled if you were in uh, the thick of it in the battlefield. Just got uh, pee-pee in it! Just got pee-pee in it and shoot people with your pee-pee! You're not... The, the piss isn't in the bullets. The piss no, is in the, the cooling apparatus. No, the piss is in the bullets, dude! You I haven't shot my piss well enough! <laughs> Captain, can I go home and shot my piss? It smells like piss! <laughs> You're yeah, bleeding your profusely, but the piss, <laughs> piss is so gross. God. I hate it. I hate you. It's piss. That's a lot of piss for one gun. <laughs> <laughs> there must be four guys firing that one. The bo- the monster fired 600 rounds per minute. That's Ooh. 10 pews a second. Uh, just for your reference, this isn't really in our timeline, but later. Uh, during the Battle of Shanghai, which was actually in Zimbabwe for some reason, uh, the British forces were able to hold a line against a sevenfold opposition just because they had five Maxim guns. Yeah, well, that adds up, man. That's a lot of f- fucking guns. Uh, who was the opposition again? Uh, now Zimbabwe, back in the day, Rhodesia. Right, so they so, had rocks. <laughs> they may have had yeah, a pocket right. knife uh, on the end of a stick. Well, that's a, like that's that whole movie Zulu and shit with Michael Michael Caine, right? Where they kill oh, yeah. they kill fucking a shit ton of African guys. And like they fought so brave, but it's like, dude, you just mowed them down with modern guns. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like and this is this is kind of the same boat. Uh, uh, the Maxim gun is a colonial campaigner's weapon of choice. It was sold to the highest bidder, and then when the underdogs got desperate, it was sold to the underdogs. But I want you to know, this thing is a killing machine. Today, we know exactly what a machine gun is and does. Get down, get out of sight of it. But I want everyone here right now to take a moment and put yourself back in the period just after it's been invented, but before common knowledge of a machine gun is available. So you don't know what this thing is. Is that an umbrella? (laughs) (laughs) Well, also battle tactics, too. I mean... After yes, the, after the, after this the, changes a lot. Yeah, after the Revolutionary War and, and also the Civil War in 1860, uh, there was way more guerrilla warfare going on. But at the same yeah. time, common armies in Europe would line up and still fucking fire at each other. Wearing yeah. the brightest clothing yeah. they can get on. You know, like, I think America maybe, like, got in first. Like, oh, shit, like, if you're fighting in a swamp, dude, they're going to be in the trees, bruh. 
Well, yeah, I mean, well, there you go. The, that happened in America with the Civil War. Yeah, really, for because sure. Because that's when like the guns were more perfected, and they were still figuring out how to not do that kind of shit. Well, so there even, was a lot of deaths during the Civil War. So over in Europe, they were still fighting different. Well, even in even in the Revolution, like we. American, I say we, the Continental Army, like, fought we. Gross. And 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 the English were still fighting in lines. And we fought in lines yeah. sometimes, but a lot of the times we were just fighting, working, just yeah. coming out of the fucking of the no. sewer. When you're outnumbered. I know, I understand yeah. that. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that by the time the Revolutionary War had come around, everyone wanted to have their prim and proper armies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they went back to line formation as opposed to dirty guerrilla war fighting. Yeah. And um, they didn't really understand. The guns had gotten a lot better by this point, especially on the Union end. Um, so this happened there. Um, now we have it happening again in Europe. In Europe and Africa. And they're like, I don't know, mate. Let's just line up and hang out. Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they Pass didn't know how to fight. They line. would just line up. They line up like old school style. What Imagine how, how many. How dumb do you have to be today to even be standing? <laughs> When that happens, but yeah. they would stand in a line like a bunch or of fucking even bowling at pins. that situation at all. That's what why, the, why that's what the generals there? wanted. The fuck! Imagine being that first guy in line. That, that is like you know you're gonna die, or at least get hurt somehow. Yeah, that's <laughs> the yeah. worst Good. spot, dude. It's like when your board hits you in the ankle, bro. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why's my ankle there? Bite. Terminally nutted. <laughs> Mahalo. Hey, no nut November. Broke it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's do one of these thought experiments. Oh, Imagine, if you will, uh, no ladies and gentlemen of this podcast, there's ladies listening at home, uh, you're a lieutenant about to order your platoon to muster a charge against the enemy position. You assume the shiny metal tube behind enemy lines is a cannon. It'll get a shot off. With any luck, it'll miss your infantry during the charge. And that's only if it's currently loaded, primed, and zeroed in. And it's got a fuse and someone's ready to light it or whatever. Or maybe it's like one of those pole pull uh, triggers and uh, with a bit of good fortune maybe your guys can even pick off one of the operators of its fire team the cannon can't fire again if the reloading guy's dead right All right it's gonna take out like a strip of dudes out of your line maybe a chunk yeah maybe like four guys out of like a like a 20-man charge so you give the order you give the charge order your infantry begins to storm the enemy battlement but the cannon doesn't go bang it makes this new ghastly freaky sound Kind of like a tortured truck engine. It's a sustained mix sound that's one part buzz and one part screech. After the muzzle flash and a cloud of smoke, there's no crater on the battlefield. You think, like, ah, it must have backfired or hang-fired. We're good. And before you can tell your charging troops to double-time their effort, you see they're all laying down on the job. <laughs> like, they're all in the dirt. And you're, it, it's like, it must have been like a weird train of thought to process what just happened. Captain, holy fuck! The guy's peeing on it now! <laughs> and don't, don't send anyone else over here because he's peeing again! Oh, I'm, no. I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of a porn I watched the other day where this guy uh -huh. is shooting on a bunch of women's faces, but it's all going in their eyes, and they're like, Oh! Ah! Ah! Zombies, It's right? one gun, but they're yep. all down. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's that's how it goes. I think death is slightly more um, terrible than pink eye. All right, well, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, just, because, just because my future children are swimming around in some woman's eye doesn't make it any less brutal, dude. That's a million souls. If they're in gone. her eye. They're definitely not your future children. <laughs> like a sneak preview. Oh yeah, million souls gone. I see your kids. 
million half souls gone. You got handsome kids, Travis. Let me see your future. <laughs> see, I see your future kids in this lady's eyes. <laughs> see it through the pink eye. <laughs> she is wincing. I feel like a lime would go better with that. <laughs> there you have it. Before machine gun was invented, there was always this mentality with like military commanders, like they can't get us all charge. Yeah, but right. nope, like no, like you can't Naruto run the enemy embankment. Like they have something that stops you from doing that now. I thought they uh, the whole thing was like, like trench warfare. They, they, they like got out of the trenches and would like rush them and just get fucking killed. Yep, that's kind of what's going on right now. We're not exactly in trenches yet trenches were kind of dug because the machine gun was invented but this yeah. machine gun is brand spanking new right now oh, people people don't that. know that it can mow down like an entire platoon if they're all charging in a line you just it's like a literal point and click interface there's no rechambering it's belt fed water cooled it'll kill you and i was going to say that naruto run does work of there's titties on the other alien titties on the other end i mean oh. <laughs> how you know how can you get any younger travis dude mike am i younger travis, than you god damn yes you're the youngest man i know as you're sitting next to mike so this maxim gun either wiped out whole armed resistances or terrified a white flag from unsuspecting forces think of the mat think of the maxim gun as the imperialistic boot heel on the throat of unwitting and humble territories it was an absolute favorite in colonial warfare and this is the gun, this is the gun ZZ wanted to be on the profiteering side of. However, this isn't the Zaharov gun. He doesn't own it. It's the Maxim gun. A man that goes by the name of Hiram Maxim owns it. Yeah, he's, he's so, um, also weird. He, he's also weird. We're going to talk about him a little bit right now. But uh, I want you to know, so on top of the shitty arms dealer cake that is Basil Zaharov, there's also a shitty con man icing on top of that cake. And uh, we're going to talk about that right fucking now. To ZZ, Hero Maxim is the filthy, dirty, scumball, fucking big testicled competitor that's in his way. He's Dyson. <laughs> he, he makes, Dyson, he makes yeah. a blow dryer, but it, guess what? You can see through it. Whoa, look at this. <laughs> Vacuums as well? Yeah, I had a Game Boy that had see-through shit. So your boy Hero Maxim is shopping around uh, his invention, the namesake, the Gatling, uh, not the Gatling gun, the Maxim gun. And he's shopping it around to the, to the military elite and prospective financiers of Europe. He's specifically shopping it around to Italy and Austria. <laughs> you know how many noodles you could put in this thing? Hey. Bunch. Guess what? You uh, can pee in it. You, you can pee in it. <laughs> you put like two tomatoes in this thing. So he starts every single fucking meeting. Every pitch is just like, guess what? You could pee in it. What is it? Come on. You gotta tell me. I'm excited. Gotta squash the tomatoes. And Austria's like, yeah, you can pee in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shadiest fuck ZZ uh, wants his competition to fail horribly. Uh, ZZ's mission is to sandbag these demonstration demonstrations, and he's gonna do it not once, not twice, but he's gonna do it three fucking times. Wow. And he wants each time to be different. So he's, gonna, he's got to pitch his change-ups because he doesn't want Hiram Maxim to know he's going to be the victim of some uh, corporate treachery right mm. now. Cool. So, glorious year of 1886, Maxim is scheduled to rock the world with this revolutionary weapon. Demonstration number one. Maxim and his associates are scheduled to do a firing exercise in La Spieza, Italy. 
and it was going to be in front of all these hoity-toity rich people. They're eating caviar. They're drinking champagne. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow it down, Cody. That's French. Slow it down. They're not eating caviar and champagne. They're eating eating shrimp, parmesan, lasagna. Yeah, right. And And good wine. wine. And wine. And fine wine. wine. And and box wine. (laughs) All right. They're bourgeois peeps waiting for like a, a gun to do some really cool fucking things. So the night before the live demonstration goes down, uh, this wild Italian party animal saunters up out of the woodwork to the Maxim firing crew. And he approaches them and he's like, hey, you guys are going to hit it big tomorrow. Let's pre-celebrate tonight. Ooh. So this Italian party animal takes the Maxim crew whoring and boozing. Oh, fun. All night, into the wee hours of the fucking morning. They deserve it. They deserve it. They're going to hit it big. They're going to be rich. The demonstration's going to go off without a hit. (laughs) Yeah. Surprise. All the Maxim crew guys are hungover, and they just straight miss the fucking demonstration. Dude, this is some corporate fucking espionage. This is part one of corporate espionage. So, this is the shit I would fall for. If someone's like, yo, oh, dude, yeah. like, guess what, man? You work for this company? Well, I'm going to take you out and go get drinks. I'd be like, fuck drinks, yeah, limited drinks. I didn't say anything about horse. And they're free. He was buying. This Italian party animal's buying. Yeah, probably not the best idea before a demonstration. Don't worry. I'd fall for, for it, No, Mike. it's a really good idea. That's a, that's a great idea yeah. all, all the time. Do it. Do it always. Never not do it. Mm-hmm. So... First demonstration comes and goes because the Maxim crew is too, too hungover and too sexually spent the next day to show up. Demo two, setting, Vienna. And uh, this demonstration is a little bit more tricky because the Maxim boys had to modify the gun to fire the standardized uh, Austrian round. Okay. It was like a different so diameter. Like, yeah, different diameter, different length, all that. Different, the square peg didn't go in the round hole for mm-hmm. this one. And Austria was like, make the square peg go into the round hole. And the demo guys are thinking, like, that's a little tricky. Uh, we can do it, though. So, demonstration time. The boys load up a belt, and they fucking pull that trigger. And the gun screams, and it fires. All their targets hit dead center of uh, where their nice. sights were zeroed. But something's astray. The gun starts to hiccup, fire arrhythmically, and eventually it chokes, and it jams all together. And the Maxim crew are just like, Oh, as your technical advisor... I understand you have to pee pee on it to make it fire very straight, but the Viennese people, they love the poopy. No poopy. No you want poopy to run nice, you got to poop inside to make them feel good about it. You got to lube the gears with it. Dude, you make, like a, is... you make like a clay a clay cast around the gun out of poop. And it, it, it intimidates the enemy. <laughs> it looks cool. It works great. It's water-cooled. And if you run out of fucking water, you just get one of your dudes to pee in it. Oh, this That's... is beautiful. Can we poop on it? <laughs> yeah, you can poop on it. <laughs> the Maxim crew dis- disassembles their gun. And sure enough, they are victims of irreparable mechanical sabotage. Someone like oh, went in there ooh. and fucking filed the gears like drilled shit in the wrong way. So ZZ? It's not gonna work. It's definitely one of ZZ's boys. Oh yes. Oh, Save the poop for later, that's celebration. <laughs> we this have- looks super bad because it's a partial failure. The gun started to work and then it stopped, so like they can't just cancel it. It's, yeah. it's everyone knows. All the important people that have the wallet knows this is a botched 
thing, and yeah, it, it looks, looks bad. And and, and it, it was tricky because it was a it was a custom job. Remember, the, like the Austrian modification. So right. they just thought, like, oh, they botched the modification. Like there was some conversion they fucked up, and it didn't work. It looks bad on them. So that's strike two. And then we have demo number three, 1888. It's Vienna again. So they still have to do the Austrian modification. And the Maxim boys nail it. They load it up, load the belt into the gun's sight, and it just works. Sustained, perfect, smooth bursts all hit their target. How could Zed Zed foul this one up now? He he comes in and he's like, "Yo, what up, dog? Yeah, I have I have some liver for you boys. I know you love the liver." And then everyone's like, "Yeah, I'll I will eat the liver." And then no one saw it. Oh, uh, they, he he just distracted the the spectators. Yeah, close. <laughs> close. I don't know. Close. I probably would have gone a little more practical. You know, here's the belt. Here, here's how it works. It, it's fed in automatically. Oops, it got tied into this <laughs> eight-year-old child's later hose. <laughs> <laughs> so what could go wrong? Well, there's a shadowy, slinky fuck afoot. An agent of Zaharov has disguised himself and infiltrated the spectators. This guy would rub shoulders with the Austrian bigwigs, and he would put it. He would sow the seeds in the spectator crowd that what they were witnessing isn't a, technolo- a technological marvel. It's a talent show. Uh. Like the miracle right now is the Maxim crew's discipline and training that's making all of this work. Yeah, they're hitting their targets with like, like 600 rounds per minute, but it's because they're highly trained professionals doing a very, very complicated process that no one else could manage. It's like a lip sync. If you spent any money on this whatsoever, you are fucking stupid. It's like Beats by Dre. You could get much better headphones yes. for much less money. This is all fanfare. <laughs> this guy would go around telling people it was naive to think the gun was the miracle here. The miracle was the Maxim crew doing their job like amazing gun operators. Yeah. And this worked. The, the spectators, the rich people with the wallets saw it that way. And they're just like, we, we, can't, we can't afford to train people like the Maxim crew. So the Maxim gun is totally useless. Oh. And it was the hardware, not the operators, that were the thing to be reveled in this demonstration. This is why magicians always bring up an audience member. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, like, yeah, just bring some, just like, check out the gun. Oh, wow. And then when that starts happening, when the whole uh, misguidance of, uh, oh, you got to be real good to do that thing, <laughs> uh, just bring someone up on stage. Excuse me, 14-year-old girl, <laughs> would you shoot this tomato off the top of my head? Yeah, exactly. And he put a little cherry bomb in the tomato and it fires blanks. Yeah, please yeah, don't it, fuck it, this up. Yeah, this cherry sucks. bomb on your scalp. <laughs> great, great. Yes, dude. I'm the mass magician. Oh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bald spot now, but it's worked. And thank you for that segue, Tom, because a magician never does the same trick the exact same way twice. Yeah. This was, this was Basil's thinking. He's like, first, I'm going to fuck up the crew. Next, I'm going to fuck up the actual gun. And then I'm going to fuck up the crowd that's watching it. Mm. So he pulls it off. Three sabotages. Never the same way. And interest in the Maxim gun fell off. And there's Hiram Maxim. He's feeling like, oh, shucks. I guess I'm not good because he's not any of the wiser. Okay. He, he, he's down in the dumps and he's like, I know my gun's good. 
I wish I could sell it, but... People don't understand my gun. People don't understand me or my gun which, or my art. Which, also, a gun is the easiest thing to have people understand. So yeah. I get where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so how do you not want one of these to win it. every war? Yeah, look at this guy. I pointed and pulled something, and now he's falling over. Him and the whole school bus. Yeah. The head of his time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Hiram's down the dumps. But, thankfully for Hiram... There's some kind-hearted helping hands just waiting to accept him. Basil Zarov approaches him and is like, Hey, I can help you sell this piece of shit. Mm. Come, Maxim, touch my beard. Let me lick your eyebrows. Oh, Zarov's got, like, a Colonel Sanders beard. Oh, nice. Dude, you awesome. love Colonel Sanders yeah. beards. I know. Same with, uh, what's his name? Kellogg had yeah. the Colonel Sandals, Sa- Sandals beard. You should grow one, man. <laughs> I bet Sandals. you could. I gotta wait for like my, my follicles to uh, gray first. <laughs> That's never gonna happen, mm. Cody. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit going on. No, not the not the gray. The follicles. Oh, the beard. Be, be, yeah. You want being within close enough proximity to be uh, the goatee. I could yeah. I could send you, you my pubes. You have chin. You're a chinman. I'm not taking your pubes, Travis. And your pubes <laughs> probably probably aren't gray enough. Don't correct me. Um, All right. Well, you're gonna get a letter so in that, the mail, sir. No. <laughs> Why is this letter 14 pounds? (laughs) Dude, I've been saving Uh, up for a year just for Cody. A year? Yeah. That's too low. I got an afro, bro. Yeah, Travis kind of looks like a peacock. You know, when they when they frill up and then the head pops out, the little orange beak? <laughs> That's the tip of his no, one of, one of my the rest of One it. of the favorite things I heard was, <laughs> it looks like an acorn on a patch of moss. Oh, God. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Someone told you that? <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, to me. Uh, but, <laughs> you know. An acorn on a patch of what? Moss. Moss. <laughs> moss. <laughs> Oh. oh shit! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, let's let this sink in. This is good. All right, so he's got an acorn on the patch of moss. He's selling guns. Yes. <laughs> ZZ orchestrates, kind of forces this merger between Hero Maxim Company and ZZ's Nordenfelt Company, and you know, together these two. You know, superpowers combined can, of course, sell the Maxim gun. And, by the way, your boy, Basil, received a huge headhunting bonus for incorporating Maxim into the Nordenfeld company. Oh, yeah, dude. That's bigger than LeBron. Yeah. Free agent. Uh, With the rights secured, ZZ ZZ would mass-produce and peddle this implement of death to a a shitload of countries that were on both sides of the conflict. Great Britain, Bert... uh, Great Britain, Germany, Russia, the Ottoman Empires, Greece, Spain, Japan, and the United States would all take up ZZ on his Maxim gun offer. Wow. Well, Maxim was from the U.S., though, right? Yes. But, but he had... Well, okay, the one thing I do know about Maxim... Fucked it up. Uh, ...is that he, he was sent over to the U.K. because he was building basically the light bulb... And Edison was like, nah, dude, you can't be building the light bulb. We're going to send you to the UK. Mm-hmm. Oh, he worked for Edison? No. And Edison threw some fucking sand in He him? was a competitor for Edison. And Edison, like, bought him out and was like, dude, go yeah. to the UK and, like, like a lot of check, out, out, this check out what's happening with electricity in the UK. 
And in, in his Which was nothing. In his spare yeah, in his spare time he invented the Maxim gun. But he's an American guy. Oh, in his spare time. Spare I like that. <laughs> he's like, I'm bored. Let's make <laughs> well, a killing machine. In America we embraced it, but over in England, every time you put together some kind of electronic piece of equipment, you'd get a a, a swamp of um, assholes with pitchforks and torches going, It's a fucking demon, mate. Yeah. And then Witchcraft. they would stab the shit out of your new transformer you've been working all year on. Is that does that run off of whale oil? I've been trying to give you idiots light. We don't want light. We don't want that shit. The candle's been working fine for a long time, and we're not going to change it because you're walking around with you, lot. We're looking all the way all order. What? I'm just trying to help you. Lord, <laughs> I'll Check his circuitry for third nipples, quick. So that's a little bit of background on Maxim. Yeah, I didn't know that. Thank you. So he's just having a hard time with technology across the board. Now, the Maxim gun is one of the two key things that ZZ would peddle. It was a viable weapon. Everyone loved it. It worked. It was effective. We're going to talk about something that was not so effective that ZZ peddled. And this is, this is unfolding at the same time as the Maxim uh, guns shenanigans are going on. But uh, ZZ would also peddle something called Nordenfelt class submersibles. I thought you were going to say Beoblade. That hasn't really gone anywhere. No, that one's stagnating just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like a drug or something like that? What? Whatever you just said, Cody. The Nordenfelt class submersible? What does that sound like to you, Mike? It sounds like a pill you'd take. Okay. <laughs> like a rectal <laughs> pill? A suppository? Yeah, like it it dives. fancy pill. Well, it was pill-shaped. They had pills back then? All right. What do you mean? Do they have pills? Do they have pills? <laughs> pills are easy. Like pills from doctors and stuff? <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. No, there were. I mean, they were... They weren't like time release and oh, shit, okay. but they would have they would have like powder and they would just like form it into a mold and be like, oh. "There's your pill, like an Altoids." Take this every with every, every pill looked like an Altoids oh, back then. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we were talking about these Norden class Nordenfeld class submersibles, and I want you to know these are hilarious pieces of shit. And why are we talking about this if it was never used in a war? It shows how dogged of a salesperson ZZ is. The year is eighteen eighty seven. And it's actually the world's first combat U-boat. Never before seen. Okay. Submarine. And submarine, yeah, sub. And these things are a fucking laughing stock. It's, it, it's, it's, it's the first draft. They're just bad on purpose. None of the bugs are worked out. Well, they had a submarine in the Civil War, but it was basically yes. a, a barrel with like a breathing tube. <laughs> Good. So this is not much better. It wouldn't really come up either, right? You would yeah. have to like swim out of it, like one time use, like yeah. sit on air. <laughs> <One time. laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta let it flood and hope you're not more than like thirty feet down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't like uh, we are submerging. It was like, uh, Steve, get in that barrel, <laughs> swim down. Hold there. these rocks. <laughs> Here, have a few cigarettes <laughs> for light purposes. <laughs> Keep you going. So the U.S. Navy got their demonstration and they just laughed. They stamped this thing with a fucking F and avoided it like a plague-ridden Jehovah's Witness. They stated it had dangerous and eccentric movements that couldn't be helped. Most of the world powers snickered and passed up on ZZ's offer. But Zaharov, like a level 70 used Carl salesman, used Carl salesman? <laughs> I'll go with but, used Carl salesman. Yeah, yeah, like a used like, Carl yeah, yeah. salesman. Like, you know, I could buy a used car. I never want a used Carl. No, I want a used Carl. How's he used, Travis? 
Uh, you know, he's probably had way too many buffalo rollers. Seven and he's just, he's just used up. He's got like those hard turns. He's got the, the hit or miss roller. <laughs> the <laughs> one that's been there for maybe 48 hours. Yeah, the one sitting all, out all day. Uh-huh. Look, it's a little off color, too. But those are, those ones are the best for certain types of Carls who can suck out all the insides <laughs> while leaving its form and then using the tube yeah. to, to bump speed. Well, it's that's see that's a spider Carl, and he lays his eggs inside of the tube while he's doing. When he's speed. done with, okay, uh, that's that's bad. That was quite a tangent over really nothing. So your boy Zizi's got to sell this to uh, lesser world powers, guys that still have the money but can't see a mechanical catastrophe when it's in front of them. Mm. So let's actually talk about these pieces of shit. Norden Norden felt class submersibles. Uh, 56 metric tons, 100 feet long, 250 horsepower. Wow. They've got torpedo tubes, and this is, you know, the world first part about it. There's been submersibles. This is the first uh, combat submarine. Okay. You know, this thing could clap a, a, a ship's ass above or below water. Clap! Now you're pro- clap. Clap them thighs. And now you're probably wondering, what's the downside? Uh, the downside was twin coal-fired, steam-powered engines. <laughs> Yo, you underwater, you burn that coal, dog. Hell what do you yeah. think happens to a seven-man crew when you put them in an airtight metal capsule with a couple Ooh. of coal-burning, steam-powered engines? Mike, what do you think happens to them? They die. They come close to dying. Oh, uh, they didn't <laughs> die? No, well... <laughs> <laughs> they pass the fuck out. They're being cooked in pretty much an oven that's under the sea. So how do you, how do you survive passing out in a submarine under the sea? Like, how, it's like, heat stroke. <laughs> you come in and out of it. You, oh. it it's, it's a phasing in and out. You're just like, are we there yet? Oh my! Oh, so this sketchy machine, fucking job. Fuck. Yeah, this and it's a seven man crew. So you got to find seven fuckers willing to lock themselves <laughs> in this like this I death hope- trap. I hope you boys like stogies. <laughs> Everyone likes stogies, right? We're man, men. You put that out, man. I can't really breathe down here. Oh, you mean the whole fucking submarine? I will put it right out for you right now. You fucking you water. Outside you're nic- the submarine. Yeah. You're, you stupid nicotine patch bitch. I'm not turning this thing off. We're going to cruise all the way. Feeling kind of so, lightheaded. Much like a beaver pelt speedo, a Nordenfelt submarine would slowly cook the semen inside to death. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that's good. That's you good can use that. Yes. You can use that one. Um, so, naturally, by being uh, coal-fired, this moronic thing would give off a thick black column of smoke as it cruised along. And if you took into account the wind, you could see where this thing's been, you can see where this thing's headed, and you could just open fire on it. It's like a shark. Wait, but uh, if it's underwater, is it just giving out, like, fart bubble clouds up, up of smoke? Uh, when it would dive, the crewman would have to extinguish the boilers, and its underwater movement would have to resort on farting out pressurized air. <laughs> okay, oh. so fart bubbles of coal. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So above water, it would put up the fucking chimney and just cruise along. When it's like dive time, it's like piss out the boilers. And they would just have to fart out air to like maneuver underneath the water. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that kind of sounds like one of those, like, you know, um, those little pool darts, 
Like those yeah. little plastic submarine oh, things yeah. that you throw them, and then like they always go in some weird direction. Imagine that, but there's seven men inside who are dying. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Seven men who are actively dying. <laughs> it's they have wives about... and children. Oh <laughs> yeah, fucking pool. Thing. I'm just doing this so I can make my mortgage payment, and the market's gonna crash before I can give this to my kid. Oh, something's gonna happen to these things before you can give them to your kid. Uh, the Norden class submarine, the Nordenfeld class submarine. On the surface, it could. Achieve a screaming 11 and a half miles per hour. Damn. Wow. Submerged, it could get all the way up to four and a half miles Ooh. per hour. Whoa. <laughs> That's like and almost walking. Uh, Travis, just for reference, a rascal scooter can hit 15 miles per hour. <laughs> but that is similar the best to the yeah, reference. Similar to these submarines, rascal scooters are also considerably slower when underwater. <laughs> You tried it out? uh, These things are capable of diving to a maximum of 160 feet. By the way, like, I'm I'm, uh, I'm United Statesing up all these uh, values. I know submarines go at knots, not fucking miles per hour, but just for us, I'm uh, doing conversion work. I mean, look, I'm pretty sure anyone who listens to the show and is also a seaman doesn't forget what it's like to drive when they hit dry land. So (laughs) I think it's a good reference point. Maximum depth of 160 feet. Eh, that's kind of cool, I guess, for the time. Pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, maximum dive time, no more than three or four minutes. Three or four minutes? Three or four minutes. That time. Would the pressure crush the thing? <laughs> At like 11 a- miles an hour? What are you going to do? Like no, no, no. <laughs> underwater. Underwater, four and a half miles yeah. an hour. Oh, yeah. Four and a half miles an hour. <laughs> and you're there for three to four minutes? Let's hang yep. out for four minutes and then come back up. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty neat. The, I mean, the exact dive duration was hard to discern, but you can bet your ass it was pathetic as shit because its maiden successful test dives were a jaw-dropping 20 seconds. So they just went down. Oh, we did it, guys. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's so lame. So, may- Wait, so if you were a brave seaman, maybe, maybe, maybe you could have pushed for that daring fourth minute there. How could they get to 160 feet in four minutes? Sinking's easy, dude. <laughs> if you're in a metal tube, sinking's easy. Yeah, that that's a good point. Like, I don't know, it's still buoyant to a degree, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's still fighting against issues. the pressure. As the only one that's scuba dive certified. You're certified. Yeah. It's got air in it, so it's going to flow a little bit, but if it goes too low, it's going to crush because of the pressures. That's Did it true. crush? They didn't crush because. Oh no! It, it, I guess I it, failed it, scuba school. No, you, you're still good. <laughs> yeah, you still uh, have your certification. Yeah, I know. I I'm had, not I had that green away hair at the time when I certified, so on my dive card I have green. Oh, hair. that's pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. It's All right, you're right. Uh, uh, the periscope and radar had not yet been invented, so if you wanted to know where you were going, you had to keep the topside glass cockpit above water. So it kind of defeats the entire purpose of being in a fucking submarine. That's a good visual, too. You're just in a big-ass Pringles can being yep. like, well, like, how can you uh, even was, see anything out of that window? It's going to be pointing straight up. And you're just going to see if it's nighttime or daytime. It, it, it protruded up a little bit like oh. out of the machine. So you could like put your head in the dome and be like, that oh, way. Okay, gotcha. Mm. Like a fucking gopher. Yeah, a sea gopher. So, so it's uh, like an underwater boat. A U-boat, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That's what a submarine is. I'm not even going to call this. This is That's they're it. trying to pitch submarine. It's not a submarine. It's a boat That's... that can get wet. It's like when they sell you phones <laughs> that uh, are water resistant. That's what it is. It's oh, not waterproof, yeah. you know. It, that phone is going to end up in rice sooner than oh, later. I always do. Uh-huh. Yeah, put this boat in rice and ship it back <laughs> to China. <laughs> uh, the Norden felt submarine's uh, buoyancy was only tested when they had one in the pipe, a.k.a. a torpedo on the ship. After firing the torpedo, the fucking thing would pop kind of a wheelie and sit wrong in the water because they didn't take into account the loss of ballast from the torpedo. Dude, that's a lot of these sweaty, delusional men falling down a slide. (laughs) What's happening? When I was doing scuba classes, they were like, you need a lot of weight because you're a big boy. All that fat makes you float. It does, yes. So my ass was just hanging out of the water pretty much. <laughs> I you know, I couldn't really stay neutrally yeah. buoyant. So, so when you shot your torpedo out of your ass, you yeah, your if butt I just sh- came up. Yeah, if I shit, maybe you would level myself out. <laughs> yeah. Shit your pants, hold it in there. Here we go. I'm fine now. <laughs> For safety. That's called that's called the Vienna swim, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Uh so when just so you know, when you're fucking lopsided in the water, your engine efficiency goes to shit. So, like, those top speeds took a dive even further. So, what was this fucking thing used for? What, what can you do with it? Nothing. N- pretty much nothing. You could, limp ar- you could limp along on the surface at almost 12 miles per hour. You'd have a huge target on your back because of this fucking smoke. And you and six other sweaty fucks are inside just passing in and out from fucking heat stroke. Uh, when you finally <laughs> found a target you wanted to, like, stealthily take down, I did the math. You would have to get in range of 700 yards of it because you can only move it four miles an hour under and you've only got like five maybe minutes of downtime there. <laughs> so quick. you have to be, you got to be within 700 yards before you dive. Wow. This, and is, this is very dumb. I can see you selling one of these to a prepper so they can bury it in their backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and just never use it. Now, yeah, like live in there and put all their green beans and Goya products there and wait for <laughs> the, extra cans. the apocalypse. And, uh, you know, I got a submarine, real submarine in my backyard. You should come over sometime. If there's an explosion or something, you hear fire, fire. Maybe it's not really a forest fire. Maybe it's something else. Can I borrow 10 bucks? <laughs> what if it never stops raining? Do you know how to use a compound bow? <laughs> <laughs> Bullets are going to do no good in the EMP. Jesus Christ. So how did, how did your boy ZZ sell five of these fucking abortions? He sold five of these shits? He sold five of these things. Some accounts say six. Full six-pack of these things. How do you think he did it? Australians. Greeks. Oh! So close. He filled them full of olive oil. This is Mamma Mia's olive oil. It's a great way to catch an octopus. (laughs) You You can hang out with with the torpedo. (laughs) You you can, in one day, you move three, four miles per hour, you catch seven octopus. <laughs> There's only two torpedoes. You can only get like three, maybe. No, you just reach you just out. And, up. You reach out of the coal, the coal shoot, and you grab octopus. Yeah, the the coal shooting out of it looks like a squid ink. You know, they paint like the giant eyeballs on the side. It's like it's a squid. They go, look at the difference, and they go, "Oh, I've got a stole." It's the mating sign for the octopus. It'll bring them all to you. So you have a bunch of octopuses dry humping the submarine. <laughs> Is it really dry humping if it's underwater, Mike? <laughs> How do you invent democracy and then buy one of these things 3,000 years later? <laughs> that is an excellent point. 
That baffles me. <laughs> I guess when you get it all figured out and you're getting enough sun, you got plenty of greens and all the clams you could eat, you don't fight too hard. Yeah. Well, to the Greeks' offense, they only uh, to the Greeks' defense, they only bought one of these from ZZ. Oh, so he shows up and he's like, "You're gonna want this," and the Greeks are like, yeah, "We want that. We want that." And then they, he sold it. Transaction happened, and then they went to the uh, proverbial cousins, angry cousins of the Greeks, the Ottomans. And ZZ was like, hey, uh, these guys have uh, got underwater boats. You might want to up your game to fucking meet these guys. And the Ottomans were like, put us down for fucking two. Mm, and then that's how, he sold, that's how he sold his third. And then he goes to fucking Russia and he's like, hey, there's a whole fucking fleet, multinational fleet of just angry underwater U-boats. There's only three. You Russians are going to want in on this, too. So that's when he sold his five or six to the Good Russians. Salesman. So he, he went Greek, Ottoman, and then Russians just ping-ponging off of each other. Just like, you got to one-up your neighbors. You got to one-up your rivals. And the Russians have no water ports at this point, correct? They have the Baltic. That's about it. Yeah, but they're, they're going to freeze to death. death. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like, oh, put it in there, you know, uh, it gets hot in there, but it is cold, cold out power. here, so, you know, it's it'll cold, work. It's cold power. So that's actually called the Zaharov system. When you ping pong off of sides and then you convince them to one up and you don't tell them. This idiot up. has his own system? The Zaharov system. It's ping ponging back and forth off of sides of a conflict, maybe even a conflict you had a hand in starting, and then you just tell your, your prospective buyer, hey, uh, the Kardashians have one. You want to one up. You want a two up, you want a three up, and you rinse and repeat until you're out of buyers or products. The it's, not, system. it's not lying at all. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, Roast Mortem's doing better than my favorite murder, so you're going to want to invest in Roast <laughs> Well, we're definitely funny than that, funnier than that <laughs> well, podcast. That's, I like to I'll, think I'll say it right um, now. What's it called? My favorite murder. Yeah, don't even worry about it. <laughs> so, ZZ can fucking sell an Eskimo and Icebox. Now, how did these subs actually hold up in service? Now, realizing how shitty these things are, the Ottoman Empire almost immediately pulled them from fucking service. They're like, this is a death trap. Let's not ask our boys to jump in these. And years down the road, an Ottoman officer, probably, had the bright idea of using these submersibles to patrol and defend ports. So it's like, eh, the cruddy range will be a non-issue if it's only sticking in a port. It's not too tricky to navigate if it's home turf. And there's already a bunch of exhaust and smoke in the air over the port from the other steam-powered ships. This is perfect. This is something these crappy submarines can do. Get them out of storage, put them back in service. Oops, right. they corroded and lost their airtight seal. Oh, <laughs> no! They did not think to Ooh. fucking rust-proof a submarine. <laughs> oh, I'm happy now. I just see, like, the fucking, like, over underpaid, overworked, like, engineer on this. Oh, it's just no. like, wait, these have to go in the water? You didn't tell me that? Shit! <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, my finger's not Dutch enough for this dike. <laughs> There's already water inside the thing before you get in it. Just sitting in the fucking port, probably. That's that's what happened to the fucking Russians, Mike. One of the submarines didn't even survive the delivery trip to the Russians. <laughs> it, it ran aground, and there was like this whole petty like like face slapping was like oh you paid for it already it's yours and the russians were like uh, no we don't want that you broke it before you gave it to us <laughs> this is not the quality i expect from my super eights <laughs> wait are you talking shit about my business uh super eight the porn business what? super eight porn oh uh, i with the hotels oh <laughs> uh, okay you know walk in the room and be like 
the Bible sweat. <laughs> My Gideon is damp and moist. That's happened to you before. You walked into one of those places and it, it was wet. Well, it didn't happen to me, but I've had some strange experiences. Um, that wasn't one of them, uh, but I could imagine it. I did smoke weed using a page out of the Gideon's Bible one time when I smoked. Look you, at you go! It wasn't really weed. You were fine. Yeah, it, was, it was a Reagan. Now it was Jesus. It was Jesus. Eighteen ninety-ish. Spanish inventor that went by the name of Isaac Peral made his own submarine. It had a periscope, it had a gyroscope, it had a propulsion system that didn't run on fucking coal. It was a great successor to the Nordenfelt class submersible. Uh, ZZ hit him up. He's like, "Let me sell that. Let you let me sell that for you. We're gonna be we're gonna be in business fine together." But Peral smelled that ZZ was a piece of shit. I keep saying ZZ. ZZ was a piece of shit. ZZ works. Yeah, ZZ top. Yeah, ZZ yeah. You're top. American, dude. Zz. Uh, Perel held out. He's like, you're not selling this. So uh, Zz fucking did what he did to Maxim just without the offer to buy him out at the end. So he fucking like torched and sabotaged the 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 demonstrations to the Spanish government. You know, every time just... we bring one of these darn submarines to a Spanish government official, there's a giant turd on top of it. <laughs> Who does this? Get these Austrian folks off the dock. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scheiße, Thank Scheiße, you, Heimlich. Scheiße, Appreciate Scheiße. the chocolate, but please stay away from the equipment. Oh, you want some chocolate? Yeah, Scheiße. I don't know why I made Spanish uh, officials sound like David Lynch. It works. <laughs> I liked it. As a side note, while Zizi is in Spain sandbagging his competition uh, of the submarine from Peral, he succeeds in establishing a munitions factory and cementing a huge military contract, all because he fucked. He fucked. All because he fucked a woman by the name of Pilar de Maguiro y Borete. And this is an important woman because Pilar's daddy is a wealthy banker, businessman with political military connections. Now we're talking mm. about sexual penetration, oh, like bullet yes. penetration. <laughs> okay, yes, I get it. A lot it. of penetration. So he plowed Pilar, made her happy. She asked her daddy to make ZZ happy with a bunch of favors and hookups and contract signs. Uh, ZZ would attribute his string of Spanish successes to his sex moves. <laughs> He's like, I got all this because I fuck good. It's like, me fuck so good, I indirectly killed a bunch of guys that weren't even in the room later. I bet you he didn't even fuck it. He's probably one of those guys who could only get off when he was standing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I can't get a boner when I'm laying down, but you like the way I move my hips. Where's the sex swing? <laughs> he was fully soft, just fucking flicking it, and it just yeah. came all over. Acorn and uh, moss, right, Travis? Yeah, acorn in the moss. That's what I'm saying, dude. Flicking the acorn. <laughs> flicking the acorn. Ooh. Watch my acorn make mustard. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you sexual Spanish lady, you are my squirrel. You Why are does my it smell? squirrel. Save, <laughs> save the acorn from the moss. <laughs> I'm assuming hey. this woman looked just like Selma Hayek, but much wider. Like, yeah, like the yes, Selma yeah. Selma Hayek meets like Ed Bighead. Dummy like, thick. Like the day after the Oscars, taking a silly putty and putting it in the entertainment section. And, and you just need it. it. Yeah. yeah, I can do this. I'm your squirrel. 
1898. ZZ's in bed with Spanish arm manufacturers because he's in bed with one of their daughters. And it's Basil Zaharov. So, of course, palms are greased, sexual favors are done, and corners are cut. A bunch of politics fucking happened, and this resulted in a arms company that ZZ was kind of in, like, the satellite uh, administration of. Uh, cutting corners so bad, they ended up delivering non-functioning weaponry to the Spanish army. The corners on these guns were so horribly fucking cut that some officers just called them fake guns. <laughs> like, Toy guns. Yeah, these are so non-functional, they're fake. I mean, like, it's all right, because eventually the Spanish are going to have the Civil War with, uh, what's his fucking name? That dickhead. Bolivar, is that it? Or, no, uh, no, that's not Franco. No, what am I talking about? Franco. Yeah. And they'll probably be using these shitty guns. These guns that just came in are a few leeks and carrots taped together. <laughs> So I'm thinking, like, the bore isn't even fucking drilled uh, for the barrel. Did like, straight. Slap together. Throw it in the paella. <laughs> Does it weigh the right amount? Ship it. Yeah, right? So uh. this fiasco set off a whole cascade and distrust of Spanish infighting. The Spanish Navy called out the Spanish government for corruption. It's just like, that guy's fucking someone's daughter who's a friend of the wrong people. And we, we don't have guns now. <laughs> like, thanks. So a world power is in military and civil unrest because of ZZ's pee-pee. <laughs> well, that's cool. ZZ. ZZ's pee-pee. So, let's talk about the big, uh, the big turd in the room. Let's talk about World War I. Basil is 65 when the Great War officially tees off. It's a huge international conflict. War just got industrialized. We got mass production, standardized parts, cheap, reliable, easy-to-use instruments of death. All for sale. Costco style, baby. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Free samples. It's not bad. Uh, your boy I Zip. always... Well, you know what's funny? We were talking about like people lining up and like going off to war. I always thought it was funny where the French, uh, when they started World War One, they literally their commanders literally had like jaguar plumes oh. on their head. Like jaguar print, print plumes on their head. Oh, which was what they were using from the Napoleonic Wars. Wow. So awesome. Like, they were just like tradition. walking into these fucking death pits with fucking Maxim guns and shit going off. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing it like 1812. <laughs> Hells. Yeah. I, I think we should get one of those things. I forgot my gun. Signal the bicycle boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your boy, ZZ, is a naturalized Frenchie at this point in history. And I guess the French are just easy handing out their citizenship. Uh, after a bunch of mergers and acquisitions, the Nordenfeldt company becomes da, 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 Vickers Arms. Oh, he made the Vickers gun? Travis, the Maxim gun is the version one of the Vickers gun. Really? I didn't yes. know that. Yes, I didn't is. know they were one and the same. They're not. They're, uh, they're, think of... Uh, I have it written down here. I want you to think uh, the Maxim gun is a Charmander and the Vickers gun is a Charizard. Okay. okay. The oh, Maxim okay. design... The maximum design was used as a starting point to draft up the Vickers gun. The Vickers gun was lighter, featured fewer move, fewer moving parts, and was less likely to jam on the battlefield compared to the Maxim. So it's but st but still used PP. 
you could use piss to cool the fucking vicar's gun if you well, really want to. The vicar's gun is just sexual innuendo for pedophile's penis, i.e. the priest cock. Uh, spelled a little bit different, but okay. Wiener. The vicar's we, gun. We, we, we called it the vicar's wiener. We called it, we called it the vicar's wiener. But, uh... Go get me a loaf of bread, boy, and then suck my gun. <laughs> suck my gun, boy. <laughs> I'll get Jesus. you to heaven. Europeans at this point want their enemies dead, and they want jobs, too. And ZZ, the guy he is, uh, has his clever solution is, like, I'll give you jobs making weapons you can sell to your government so they can kill the bad guys for you. And a lot of fucking countries were down for this. Uh, it was wartime early in the new century, so you can be sure as fucking hell there was a free market on boomsticks. ZZ didn't pay any fucking taxes or tariffs on any of his fucking instruments of death. Nice. Free market. Real American. Real American ZZ is gonna get a real American guns and a Vickers gun. You can pee pee on it every day. <laughs> That's a beautiful song. Did you write that? I, well, I didn't write it. ZZ wrote it. Oh, uh, ZZ cool. Top? Yeah. ZZ, ZZ Top. top. Yes. At this time, Basil learns his greedy as fuck tendencies are a little bit easier to pull off when he's got his public relations game on lock. So, a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. He's got this big, greedy dick money, and he can use it to buy press outlets. He buys up the French uh, periodical, The Excelsior, and paints his company and the entire industry itself as a service to the civilized world. This uh, industry being the arms manufacturing and dealing industry. Each oh, wow. edition was two pages of news and then 70 pages of the art section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, here, and the last page is, you could roll up into a croissant. Yes. Here is a cubist version of a titty. <laughs> That's just a cube. <laughs> That's a cube. That's a Minecraft titty. If someone ever told you that a, a titty could not be cube-shaped, then they have ruined your mind, and you deserve <laughs> to enact your revenge on them with your artistic freedoms. Take a picture of something, and then take a shit on the picture, and then give it to someone, and tell them you love them. And buy a vicar's gun. By six Vickers guns. Uh, I, I, I actually saw like a little uh, propaganda film he had a hand in putting together. And it was like a, a British, uh, it was a little British schoolboy that like befriended a German shepherd. And the dad was, and the dad of the family was just like, a German shepherd? Get the dog out of here. <laughs> really? Time to put that shit down. Yeah. So, like, it shows the dad, like, booting the German shepherd out of the house. It was like, it felt it was off, off, uh, off target of its Well, Mike, uh, you, have, yeah. you, have a pu- you have a pug, which is French, so that's probably, uh, I'd imagine yeah, bulldog. the- No, you have a French bulldog, don't yeah, you? Bull- yeah, French bulldog. Whatever, yeah. same thing. So, yeah, I'm, same I'm, ass- <laughs> I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the art of the time was a French bulldog- with a massive Vickers gun dong, oh, and yeah. just yeah. shooting it at at a fucking German shepherd. Those dogs Not are a... so horny all the time. It's crazy. My dogs are always humping my leg. And shit. wait, are you it's talking about the French or the bulldogs? Bulldogs and the French. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. French bulldogs. <laughs> oh, a French bulldog is super horny. Yeah, you don't have a single vagina on your leg, so doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Yeah, you're sick. into it. <laughs> That's like the world first world war. Doesn't make any sense. They're just shooting. They're just into it. <laughs> We're just, just figuring shooting. it out. <laughs> Stay still now. Uh, your boy ZZ to up his uh, 
public image, establishes a retirement home for veteran Navy. He starts donating money here and there, and he makes sure as hell all the newspapers and propaganda outlets he owns sees him doing this. Right, so he didn't actually do it. He just had people write up. No, he did it, but he made sure everyone was looking at him when he did it. Like, look at me. I'm about to selflessly give money. Pay attention now. Didn't you see me hold the door open for someone who's only slightly older than me? To be big on like Instagram or something like that. Yeah, he, he's his, he's his own influencer. He's a Mr. Beast. Yeah. What is that fucking guy anyway? I just start. I, I, I had no idea who he is, and all of a sudden he's planting a lot of trees. Don't we have enough toilet paper? I don't know who Mr. Beast is. I don't know. All right, so you got? Do you know? All right, I just I don't know. Saw something about him and trees. It was a big thing. All the all the big YouTubers were into it. YouTubers. Uh, Wait, L.A. Years. Beast? No, L.A. Beast eats cactuses. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> great. He's important to see him on the show. Mr. Beast oh, is have not a microphone. That would be great if we got L.A. Beast to be on the show, but he just ate his microphone the whole yeah. time. And I just, is there too. I want to I want to go I'm going to I'll reach out to LA Beast. Yeah, you're close. Like, hey, we got we got a, we got a fucking podcast. That'd be sweet. Be on our show. Yeah, he's great. All right, let's do it. We'll talk about it. Maybe that will happen. Now, a few years into uh the Great War, uh Zizi uh grows perhaps a quarter of a slime ball conscious and donates 1 million francs to the widows of war. That's nice. Women women whose husbands may have been chopped up by a machine gun he sold to the wrong people. It's at least Wait, are we do. in post-war now? No, we're, we're in the middle of the war. This is happening. Okay. <laughs> like, And he's like, oh, maybe I did something wrong. Like, Here's some money, widows, for the husbands that uh, my weapons probably chewed up. Yeah, go drink yourself dry. It's like, I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a million, so that can go to a lot of you. <laughs> probably yeah. you'll get 14 francs apiece, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, buy a gun, perhaps, with that money. Yeah. Yeah. Try to shoot me. Protect your next husband. <laughs> Better. Yeah. If you choose a blind one, he can't go to war. He's going to need your help. <laughs> Steady as gun. Uh, over the course couple. of the war, Basil, through Vickers, would sell 240,000 machine guns, 4 million rifles, 258,000 artillery shells. And in Russia, ZZ is making huge bank. Those guys fucking love guns. Uh,. ZZ, probably through means of extortion and bribery, was winning Russian armament contracts at ridiculous, nonsensical rates. His bids were exorbitantly more than any of his competitors, Some, sometimes as much as 50%. His guns would be more expensive than local Russian guns, but he would still win the contracts. The government wow. would be like, we don't want to save money and get Basil to do it. So he probably greased the right palms and... Russians and guns. I will have sex with anyone to sell you whatever you want. I'm a prince, by the way. <laughs> I don't know how this system works, but uh, this guy is fucking his way at the top. He's got the designer gun that everyone wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a dude, he's going to put money in your wallet. If you're a woman, he's going to put his peen in your prison wallet. In your prison wallet? No, yeah. it's a legal wallet. It's this a legal might... wallet. Sir, it's a legal wallet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a legal wallet. It's not a prison wallet. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> sir sir their guns might be cheaper but they're just covered in axe body spray do you really want that <laughs> you ask them to duck um, and they just squat wait yeah. cody do, do you know what the competitor was because he's selling to the allies right what was the he's what was the german he's on both sides vickers he's 
on both sides, he wants to be seen on the allied side because okay. I guess he can tell they're going to win. But at the same time, the Germans have still got their Maxim guns, even though he's selling Vicar guns to the allies. Okay, so, so they're using Maxims and the allies oh yeah. are using Vickers. Because the, the, the version 2 if okay. you will. But he, you. technically he's still sold to both sides because you have a Vickers gun there and a Maxim right. gun there and like, oh, right. who, whose dick is on both of those? Whose wait. piss is in both of those cooling apparatuses? What, wait a second. Are you trying to tell me that IHOP and Applebee's are owned by the same company? What the f- <laughs> Wait, are they? <laughs> yes, they are. Really? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's diner foods. Or dine mine, foods. Yeah. Mine I'm investing wow. in them now. It's fucked up. Dude, I'm all about yum. I'm all about yum foods. It's Taco what, Bell yeah. and Taco Bell Pizza and KFC and yes. Pizza Hut. You, know, you see those, those weird combo IHOP logo? Is there? No. Yeah. You know what? I was at IHOP yesterday. I did it, and uh, I got an omelet. And you know yeah. what I did afterwards? Cry, shit it out. That's right, Michael. <laughs> shit it out <laughs> while crying. Yeah, did I, your butthole cry? Yeah, I was in a good mood, so it was a good cry. Friends? You know, it was one of those cries when you, you do it, you get it out. You're like, <laughs> it's like ripping off a bandage. Oh, yeah, when done. It's like you're listening to like, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little humble. Oh, I know, and right you're just like crying, and you're like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> oh man, it's a good time. Okay, Cody, tell us about guns. <laughs> ZZ ZZ would refer to his peddling of death machines as patriotism or quote unquote doing the needville or quote unquote doing the needful or he'd be even so ballsy to say selling Vickers guns uh, selling armaments was administering a dose of Vickers. You're not a doctor. You're like administering a you're the opposite of a doctor. See, they had pills before. They were just bullet shaped. <laughs> so you <laughs> bullet shit made of lead. Suppository. And, and moved really fucking fast. I need something that's going to make others stop being. <laughs> Swallow this. What's the ailment? I'm pissed off. <laughs> no. I don't like you. You're from a different country. It, that's in the same continent that's all the size of the United States. I've got just the remedy. Here, take this gun and shoot a politician. Twice and then call me in the morning. Yes. And then eat a sandwich beforehand. Yeah. Take the uh, food. Joke's on him. I changed my phone number. <laughs> to seven. Uh, ZZ may have gotten a little too greedy at this time because when the price of a Vickers gun got a little too steep in the middle of the war, Vickers was threatened with a profiteering litigation from the Brits. And mm. once faced with that, the price of the gun like miraculously dropped. It's like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's two-thirds and, of what I was selling, actually. And he, Sorry. He sent, he sent a parchment to them that said, I am not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. Vickers' <laughs> gun will lower its value. <laughs> I found a different place with brown people to make my weapons, and they are going to do a very good job of not getting paid and making sure you get the guns at the finest value so you can kill people that you do not agree with tonight. A good job not getting paid. I like that. That's a good, that I want. I want. I want podcasting T-shirts made up. I'll just say that. Hey, you do a great job not getting paid. Thank you, sir. I mean, I the funniest it. thing about the world First World War is that it's literally two cousins fighting. Oh yeah. Like Britain and and Germany, the royalty mm-hmm. were related through cousins. It's true. And there was I, a lot it's of. It's like, hey, you ever have a cousin that's a dickhead? 
right? And like, it's like, yeah. hey, dude, I just got a tongue That's piercing, sick. and then your cousin's like, dude, I just got a tongue piercing. Oh, yeah, fuck. Tom, I just got a tongue yeah. piercing. Oh shit, <laughs> it's got real just now. <laughs> Can you cling it on the microphone? All right, we'll have to talk about it later. Now. Tune in, tune in to the next episode of Roast Mortem to find out the raging war between the two cousins of Roast Mortem. <laughs> Which side will Cody and Travis choose? Better pick we me. might Travis and I might be cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. Your boy ZZ, aside from his dealing arms, wasn't himself uh, directly involved in the war too much, with the one exception, one hilarious exception being uh, the British government wishing to solicit uh, Basil's negotiating prowess gave him 10 million British pounds worth of gold. He's like, here, we know you're a con man, but take all this gold, please. And I want you to take this gold, and I want you to go to Switzerland with it, and I want you to more or less bribe the entire nation of Turkey to get out of the war. Right. So like, Why can't someone do that to me and give me fucking $10 million worth of fucking To not do something? Yeah. yeah. To not do something? That's that's nice. If you're Turkey, you take that. See, the, the problem is, is that you don't do much. <laughs> so, what do you mean? <laughs> You don't offend. You're 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 one. You're the I least. Can make of, a gun. Yeah, but you're the least offensive person I've ever met. You're too nice, Michael. You understand? Yeah, I could build a gun. M- nice people don't get money to <laughs> Dude, stop Dude, easy being. now. You can build a gun, but that's it. What do you could do with the gun? I could sell it and make money. So do that, and then I'll give you money to stop doing it. Yeah, I've been and, inspired. By this Mike, episode. you're too lazy to frame yourself properly. <laughs> <laughs> we we tune in with Mike next year, and he's just like. Uh, well, I got a lot of guns. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing with them, but I've been building guns. They're all paper mache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're the fake guns Basil sold to the Spanish. The piñatas. Look at this. Uh, so, he wasn't uh, involved in the war aside from this one thing the British government asked him to do. So, here's 10 million British pounds. Go to Switzerland. Tell Turkey to get the fuck out of the war. Give him the money. Uh, he gets to Switzerland. Uh, the border police thought a 68-year-old man with 10 million British pounds of gold was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> uh, the Border Patrol uh, strip-searched him. Uh, oh, like up his anus and everything? Up, uh, uh, maybe up his anus. Uh, uh, I the, hope so. The British Patrol were like, you get out of your clothes fucking right now. You're, 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 you're a weird suspect 68-year-old man. So and they then stripped. they saw that acorn, and they were like, all right, you're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, oh. tiny dick. So they they strip-searched him for two hours. Uh, oh, man. Maybe there was some That's squirrels. extensive searching right there. Yeah, Outside right? in the sub-zero Swiss weather, they didn't bother bringing him in. So they're like, hey, you drop trout right now in this snowbank. <laughs> And you stay that way while we kind of stare at your pale ass for two hours. Did they shave him too? <laughs> I don't know if they. And for the yeah. third time, he said, "I'm not crazy. I'm just a little <laughs> unwell. My penis is shriveled. Unwell. Uh, my acorns are small. It's even tinier. <laughs> it looks somewhat like a pine nut. Pignoli, depending on where you're from." <laughs> After the entire ordeal, ZZ was was eventually let through the border before he died of hypothermia. Basil, being pissed off, wrote back to England, and it's just like, hey, you're not going to believe what these guys made me do so I could do your dumb task. And he bitched the fuck out of Parliament and the Crown until he got fucking knighthood. He just, like, you guys owe me. Like, I was ass naked in the snow 
for Why two hours. I, I have the strangest suspicion that uh, Paul McCartney got his knighthood the same way. Oh, uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, something like that. He well, definitely got Paul locked Ma- out of a, a bathroom or something. And I knew you know, this. <laughs> I'm very sad, Queen Elizabeth. Please give me a knighthood. <laughs> I played bass. And... Uh, Basil did this very weird 68-year-old man thing where he referred to his knighthood as chocolate. So he'd write, like, give me chocolate now. And the parliament is just like, does he mean knighthood? And he's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, he... He's, he's calling his knighthood chocolate for some reason. That's what he oh, also man. called his manhood because he was making up for the acorns. <laughs> Nougat center, look at it. Ooh. Yeah, I, I've... Uh, What's it with like old timey people that talk about like like the taste sensation? When referring yeah. to rewards, you know, give me that sweet, sweet. Oh yeah, that licorice tippy. Word is original. Yeah, give me that sinew. Give me that sinew. <laughs> Ooh. Let me get a sinew on it. So it worked. Uh, they got him his knighthood. He's like, oh here, take your fucking chocolate. Uh, the king, or I don't know if it was the king. The, like the royalty at the, the time king. was fucking flipping out because he's a Frenchie. He's a Greek-born Frenchie, and they're just like, we don't knight Frenchmen. Huh. <laughs> we're yeah, we're the British. Long time ago. Yeah, like, we're the British. We don't knight Frenchmen. So he's, I, like, one of these, like, weird uh, exceptions to the rule of, like, oh, he, he's a non-Brit that's a, that has British knighthood. Giuliani's a knight. Honorary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? But this was more wild yeah. back in the time, I guess. I'll never <laughs> understand any of it, but, like, really, wh- what... <sighs> I have been cold for more than two hours. Let me be a knight. I'll show you how to do it. Were you naked cold for more than two hours? He's getting that Swiss miss on, you know? Oh, he's <laughs> getting that. Yeah. A like, sexual Swiss miss. Let me make it happen. <sighs> you know my guns? <laughs> you can shit on them. Knickers. <laughs> and so the Great War would rage on. Basil would make the period equivalent of 1.2 billion USD. A lot of money back then. Like today's money? Uh, I, it's an Americanized figure of back then. Wait, he made $2 billion? $1.2 billion. Back then? Back then. Then no. Jesus Christmas. It's a lot of money. What? He, 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 it, it's, it's, you'll, you'll, you'll see. Uh, just, just so you know, before you're like hitting me with incredulous, this is like a shadowy sum of mon- money, kind of like a, Forensic accountant team's best guess. Okay. Uh, Basil also earns 298 uh, medals of distinction from 31 different countries. Including both sides? Yeah, both sides. Fuck. You did this, you get that. Wow. Uh, By this point in time, 18 million fuckers are dead because of the Great War. Uh, and you can be certain that number would be consider- considerably less if Basil Zaharov's greed was excluded from the fucking equation. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, like we were saying before, they're walking into this this fucking man that's just, like, um, when I say man, I mean the gun. That's just shooting his juice all over the field, and everyone juice just, just doesn't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, suck the vicar's gun! So much <laughs> juice. <laughs> so after enough people are dead, the armistice is signed. And Basil Zaharov's supply and demand chain kind of goes a little sideways. The war is over. But he's got uh, enough money. He's got enough money, but he's he done. has he's a got billion. To think of, he's, he's thinking about, he's got a billion plus. Is he the allegedly. first billionaire? He goes down in history as the richest man in the world at the time. Really? Wow. Yes. 
Wow, we need more war so we can have more rich people. He yeah, buys. Yeah. He uses this fucking fortune to buy the Monte Carlo. <laughs> like all of it? Uh, a good amount of it. It was like thirty. I think it was like thirty percent of the resort and gambling uh, locale that is the Monte Carlo. So, like, when and you see James Beaned, and he's like, oh, and he's, like, shooting people in Monte Carmel, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's the man that owns it. Uh, I don't know if he owned it at the time of that movie setting, but he uh, bought a bunch of Monte Carlo and planned to retire there. Uh, he would not gamble, <laughs> as that was too rich for his blood. Monte Carmel. Oh, so he's a cheap rich guy. I know these. He's a Scrooge McDuck. He's <laughs> he's like gambling. Oh, I don't have the balls for that. Uh, selling weapons of mass destruction to both sides of the war. I can do. Th- I, I'm I'm down for that. I can that's I can get cool. behind that. That's that's okay with me. Shoot it over there. Uh, at the age of seventy four, he marries a Spanish duchess. His he hasn't been wife. married beforehand. He's in person. He's done his prince impersonation and gotten married before and. Oh, he just—he's dunking the nuts. He's into settling the anus. down. He's, he's dunking the down. nuts into the anus. There's no vaginal penetration. There's only nuts in the anus. Wait, hold on, Acorns. Cody. I need to correct you. He What's did get on? married once before this, but it was only yeah, yeah, to did. obtain a British passport. Yeah, uh, and he also married the uh, Philly wife that was called Jenny Billings. But right. that's when he was outed because he's not actually a prince. So, like, this is like his first settling down. Gotcha. Married. Right. Yeah, so the, he's an actual like what marriage. I said. What I said. Like the nuts were in the anus, but yeah. the dick shaft was not in the vagina. Ver- verbatim. What I have a really Travis good said. visual now, Travis. Yeah, it's true love. Like, um, like old Donnie and Melania. You know, that's real love. <laughs> uh-huh. You have to go through a few. It's Wait. a story for the ages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he gets comfortable and begins drafting his memoirs. There must have been some fucking spicy gossip up in that bitch. Because uh, mid-penning it, it was stolen from, like, a shadowy figure. Uh, ZZ would eventually recover it with the help from the police, but soon after it was back in his hands, he said, fuck it, stopped writing it, and torched it. Mm -hmm. And this set off a fucking chain reaction, as he decided to systematically torch his entire life's paper trail at that point. Oh, wow. How do you know about him, then? <laughs> yeah, right. How because do you figure there's it two out? copies. There's two copies of the receipt. It was it was a fucking painful and painstaking process. But there's two copies of the receipt. He burned his copies of the receipts. This oh, could okay. have gone in a very different direction. Uh, yes. You know, when he died, he could have just died on a bench somewhere. A couple people could have found him. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Let's throw him out. <laughs> and then Cody's like, "All right, I'll do the research on this guy. This is fine." We're just about to throw this guy out, and out of the garbage can comes a full episode of Roast Mortem. So he proceeds to burn, more or less, his entire life. Receipts, diaries, dossiers. This quote-unquote life burning lasted an entire two days. Really? Yes. He has that much paperwork. He well, has thank that God much for computers. Like, I, I can destroy my entire life in a matter of seconds. I got no cloud connection whatsoever. Leave me alone. Have you ever seen those videos of those people that are like, boyfriend breakup day? And like they throw out all their fucking like boyfriend letters into a fucking fire? Yep. Those are all made up. They wrote them. Boyfriends yeah. don't write letters. No, I don't write Boyfriends letters. don't exist. I don't write letters. That's basically what this is. Boyfriend, <laughs> but boyfriend is World War One. <laughs> yeah, and his, his shitty life is his boyfriend. 
He was great while you had him, but then you oh, just yeah. you found the second one, and just started calling him boyfriend number one. It was the Great War, and now it's <laughs> yeah. the, it was the Great Boy, and now wow. it's just the the first boy. Yeah, the just first calling one. a significant other like "Hello, girlfriend too." Like. <laughs> the Great One, the war to end all wars, but then the giant dong of World War Two came around. <laughs> we forgot about World War the Great War. I guess we should start numerizing these. That's do back Roman. Back back champs. Woo! Yeah, okay, so imagine, imagine like, World War 57 when it doesn't make sense to use Roman numerals anymore. Dude, that's, that's what... The, the world is not Final <laughs> Fantasy, Cody. Shut up. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, this life burning lasted for an entire two days, and the servants working for ZZ at the time were afraid the mansion was going to be fucking burnt down because of how much shit he's throwing into the fire. It's like taking up the entire corner of... The, the parlor, <laughs> like... Wait, didn't you do this when you were, like, seven? Set your house on fire? Set people's houses on fire? Oh, don't yeah, you want look to, at that. Don't, don't you want to... Full, full circle. It's a, it's a Citizen Kane moment. He my becomes a richest fire. man, and he's like... <laughs> I win. Look at my acorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, and also, funny. My Chemical Romance is making a reunion, so... Yeah, they're back. There's gonna be a Fuck lot of them. things that are gonna happen. Fuck the them, future. Sky High. I like that one album they had. You're gay. Right. <laughs> what do you wear a trombone outfit with like fucking like in world war one well, well yeah <laughs> yeah of course perfect who, who doesn't well, wear that who doesn't wear that that's a sign of manhood it's a rite of passage god fucking damn it you wear oh, one of those you wear one of those into, into a loaded ihop they're getting you a table real quick <laughs> it's very they'll, true. they'll fucking kick kanye right out of that ihop to make room for you yes ask the question how is a uh, Zeb 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 die? Sir Basil Zaharoff died in his comfy Monte Carlo residence of a simple heart attack in 1936 at the ripe old age of 87. So he this guy did not get his come up. He didn't get shot in the penis. He didn't get shot in the dick. The acorn, thank you. In the butthole. He just got dead of heart attack. Uh, his Spanish Duchess wife uh, suddenly died two years into the marriage. Maybe that was some kind of greater fate shitting on him. Yeah. What'd uh, she die of? Uh, it just says an infection because it was like 1934. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she had two So no coming back from that in 1930s. Nope. Can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and like most ill-gotten fortunes, his fortune mysteriously up and vanished just after his death. Just like, whoops, it's gone. Someone took it. I don't, I don't know. That's a lot of whoops. money to just be gone, though. Yeah, right. That's like the uh, cost of most of the countries in the world. Oops, where'd it go? <laughs> no one knows. I did a service. I deserve this money. Yeah, who owned all the Monte Carlo then? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how uh, his... Uh, last will and testament unfolded. Uh, some folk it's in parts of the world. It's probably the Rothschilds. Probably yeah, David Lee, David yeah. Lee Rothschild. Mm -hmm. uh, He's like yeah, yeah. I drive an ambulance. Uh, and to some folk in parts of the world, he's still hailed as a savior philanthropist. It's just like that's the guy that gave my grandpappy a gun so he could make this country free still. That's the guy who gave my great-grandmother a bottle of wine when her husband was killed. And then uh, she got knocked up by a homeless man. And now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, World War One, and you and, made me and you ZZ are. Top for producing me. It's <laughs> a beautiful story. His acts of charity know no bounds. <laughs> Did this man impregnate as many people as he killed? No. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just I'm checking. I don't think a man could survive that much impregnation of others. Well, I mean, you proved me wrong. You uh, let, you you write in. You proved me wrong. I'll uh, go through the motions for it, but I don't Instagram want to Instagram it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cody, thank you for bringing in uh, Zaharoff. Uh, there you go. Zaharoff. Baz- Sir Basil Zaharoff, the Sir merchant Zaharof. of death, European man of mystery, Billy Mays of World War One. Unbelievable. And there's more. There's not. That's yeah, the there's end. no more. I, I yeah, want to done. say it. Uh, yeah. You beat he me looks a lot like, um, what's his name? Varg Vikernes from Burzum, the guy. Who- oh, there's yeah, only there's only like yeah. six pictures of him. There's only like six good pictures of him. It's fucking weird. Thanks, Cody, for yeah. for, for painting more. You're welcome. It's always it's always like him in a hat with like his his beard well trimmed and like a like a, a totally generic like burlap coat, just looking just totally not looking like the fucking scum gizzard he is. It's great. I love it. All right. Well, awesome, awesome little character there. Uh, I had no idea he was a real person. No, until me you brought him to my attention. So interesting. Yeah. Good, good research there. It was a little uh, tricky. What with the life burning and not, but we hung in there. We did it. All right. Guess so what? World War One was terrible. The Great the War end. was shit. Yes. So uh, thanks for listening to the roast mortem coverage of Basil's Easy Top. Yep. Um, yeah. Find us on social medias. We all have uh, Instagrams, or we have one Instagram. I don't know. How is it working? Uh, I got Twitter, Sanch. I got, yeah. I uh, got Twitter. I got Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Travis Legion with two E-G-Ns. Uh, I'm Cody McCann on the Twitter. I'm off the grid. Oh, Mike, is, yeah. Mike is always off the grid. He's like, he's like ZZ Top Boy. And he's yeah. like, guess what? Just fucked your wife. Gonna leave everyone behind. Damn it. Yeah, I want to grow my beard out kind of this winter. You should, man. You got a good beard. But Patreon, do that more. Patreon.com slash Roast Mortem Cast. Check out our Teespring. We got shirts. My beard. Do that, too. Oh, yeah. We have shirts. shirts. You got shirts? Yeah, dude. You didn't know one? this, Mike? Yeah. yeah. I got a shirt. I got you, dog. I'll, ca- I'll get you a shirt. How much they cost? Oh, how much 20, are they? Uh, 25 bucks? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're uh, second tier quality. It's not the cheap shit. We got them in there good. And we had, we have, uh, uh, we had an amazing artist for them. Thank you, Thomas. Oh, well, you guys, you know, you're the best. Also, also Gabby. Thank you, Gabby. Yes, uh, Gabby did the um, the little banner, Danky Shane, the cute one, the one you would wear in front of your parents. And uh-huh. I did the uh, ultra-violent severed heads on the witch doctor design. And I'm very happy with it. And also, I got the beach towel, and it looks awesome. It, yeah. Oh, can you get a beach towel? Yeah, send us yeah, a picture a of your naked body. Oh my god, I strapped the beer, yeah. naked body, wrapped in the beach towel. Get him a beach towel. Yeah. All right, anyway. I need a beach towel right now. That'll soak up spilled beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. He's just got to mop up some beer now. Thank you, Shane. Good night, everyone. Guess what, Thank you, Shane.